0: This is Bobby Guy with the Timid Health BizCast. This is album four, track five. With us today is Mac McKellar, the president of Nona Scientific. Nona is a diagnostics company, and what they're doing is exciting. Propelled by the pandemic, they're integrating the science sector directly into senior care, and they're doing diagnostics on a very broad, customer-centric, very fast turnaround basis. Mac spent the last 10 years in the diagnostic lab space, and he's been involved in several startups. Mac, thanks for being with us.
1: Bobby, thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, be a part of this.
0: So tell us about Nona Scientific and what you're doing.
1: Nona Scientific is a diagnostics and molecular laboratory. Uh, We're based out of central Florida. Our business headquarters are in the Lake Nona Medical Village, which is an incubator for medical startups, which is exciting. Uh, Our physical testing laboratory is in Ocala, Florida, about an hour north of Orlando. We specialize in a handful of tests. The first test that we started offering was uh, urine toxicology. And we have a pretty neat proprietary tests that can identify different forms of subversion. So if anyone tries to cheat their drug screen, uh, we can help identify that. Hmm. But more prevalent right now and important is um, we offer COVID testing, uh, respiratory pathogen testing, UTI testing, wound testing, just to name a couple that are uh, very well needed and utilized in the senior care space. So we service um, obviously heavy in Florida, being a Florida-based laboratory, but we receive samples from all around the United States. And all those samples are overnighted to our lab, processed, and we turn the results around same day from when we receive the sample.
0: What was the genesis of Notice Scientific?
1: Like anything, um, companies come from a need. So, starting off with the toxicology, there was a need. Um, there was a multi billion dollar industry aimed at helping individuals cheat a drug screen. And so, we felt like we had something new and something well needed to help out this industry. So, we launched that. Then, COVID started. Like every industry, we were highly affected by COVID. So, when people started closing their offices. When they were going to telemedicine, obviously it was much more difficult to do laboratory tests. For about six months, everyone was asking us if we were gonna start doing COVID testing. We said we weren't, we were gonna stay in our lane. We also didn't know how long COVID was gonna be here. And finally, we agreed to get one machine and just service a handful of our customers. Well, about five days later, we got 500 COVID samples in one day. Wow, And we realized, all right, we can't run this with the you know, amount of staff and one machine that we have. So within a couple months, we built out a new laboratory space, about four times the size of our old one. We uh, tripled our laboratory staff. We ordered all new equipment that we would need, and we launched Nona Scientific Molecular. So it's our molecular division. And the first test that we offered was the COVID. And we offered next day turnaround time from when the sample was done or same day from when we received it. And that was so needed because you had people waiting two days, three days, four days, up to 12 days for their results. And the impact that that could have of being possibly COVID positive and not knowing for 12 days, it was crippling because you could be infecting your family. You could be infecting your coworkers. You could be infecting other residents in the senior care space and so that really launched us into um, the senior care space and unfortunately the first big customer that we got called us because they were waiting upwards of 8 to 12 days for results and in one of their memory care units they had about 35 residents and unfortunately they lost over 20 residents because by the time they found out that there was positive cases it had spread throughout the whole the whole memory care unit. And so um, it's sad that that's what got us into senior care. But then again, for us to be able to come in, really help turn that around to where that didn't happen again, that kind of propelled us into senior care.
0: It's interesting that if you look at the senior care industry over a number of years, they haven't necessarily been considered integrated into the major healthcare Community, even though this is a healthcare line, I'm fascinated by the fact that you've integrated the diagnostics piece into senior care specific and you've targeted this sector to basically help them provide the best care. Can you give us a little more about that?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, you have a lot of different um, parts of senior care. So you have... Um, assisted living, you have skilled nursing, you have memory care, um, you have independent living. So independent living, some of these individuals um, drive themselves or are driven to doctors offices, assisted living, you have um, doctors and nurse practitioners that make rounds depending on what the individual need, they may bring them. But um, what now you've seen is a lot of this being done in house. And so accuracy is key for for that to take place. And so for us to be able to offer um, the accuracy and the quick turnaround time, that's something that I think really propelled senior care into more of the healthcare space because they weren't able to send their residents out. And so now they sort of doing a lot of this, these collecting of UTI, COVID, respiratory panels, wound panels in house. And now you have, you know, the nursing staff and the director of nursing that are not only learning the proper ways to collect these. But now they're looking at the results as well um, as the medical director. And so um, this evolution really, I think, started over the last year.
0: So tell me what diagnostics and sort of mainline healthcare companies can be doing differently when it comes to elder care and senior housing to make it better.
1: That's a great question. And the reason it's a great question is... um, you remember me talking about how some of these companies they had they either number one didn't have the staff and the equipment to speed up turnaround time. Right. Or they were I hate to say greedy because you hope that everyone in healthcare COVID's out for the right reasons, but they had They hired so many reps across the country and they're like, go get all the business. And they had so many samples coming in that they couldn't keep up with the turnaround time that they had promised. And so um, that was one thing that we were able to offer is that turnaround time. The second thing is the accuracy. So For COVID testing, it's very important to have proper collection, just like it is any laboratory test, but making sure that you're getting back into the, um, doing a true nasal pharyngeal swab so that you're getting the actual um, result that they need, right? And not sending back saying, unfortunately, there wasn't enough for us to test, so please recollect. What propelled us into some of the other testing was the same thing, the need for accuracy. And the big one that I can think of is UTI testing. Mm. We had different uh, facilities reach out and say they were questioning the accuracy of the laboratory that they were using. And what we uncovered uh, was improper collection. So the most accurate way to identify a UTI is by a clean catch urine. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, what we uncovered was that they were getting dirty catch urines Um, we've seen it very prevalent in memory care space of swabbing of diapers which you could have there's oils and powders on the diapers there's Mm -hmm. individuals that have been sitting in their diaper that obviously um, can contaminate the testing and so what we were able to come in and offer them is here's the proper way to collect all these we put a big emphasis on training and we won't we won't accept samples that aren't collected properly. And so that has been a big thing that we have focused on, and it's been a big differentiator for us that's really allowed us to scale.
0: As we start back into dealing with the delta variant and the next levels of COVID um, that we thought we were sort of escaping from with the um with vaccinations but now we appear to be dealing with again it sounds like we're going to be more prepared this time to be able to do the testing that will keep us informed so we can stop the spread in healthcare facilities is that fair
1: it is fair you know the first time around um, labs weren't prepared um, in Examples I can think of were ordering enough supplies. I I remember when in the beginning, number one, you had a huge spike in the cost of swabs. I mean, you're talking from $2 to $8. You had uh, manufacturers not ready for the surge. So all of a sudden, they were back ordered through reagents to run machines were back ordered. Some of the supplies you need to pipette were back ordered. So I I think manufacturers are ready this time. I think laboratories are ordering enough supplies and making sure that they have backup so that they're prepared. And I think that they have the staff that's needed because they've seen the the urgency and especially with Delta coming in, numbers skyrocketed again. And so I think everyone counting the laboratories, uh, the practitioners and the manufacturers are ready for um, any spike that comes with COVID.
0: So Mac, as we close, I'd love to know if you could change just one thing about healthcare in the U.S. from your perspective, what would it be?
1: The biggest thing that I can think of that I would like to see change, it's two part. It has to do with the patient or the resident and it also has to do with the staff. So a nurse or a doctor. What can make or break your experience is attitude and positivity mm-hmm. and kindness. And too many times I see residents that are unhappy because they are didn't get their medication in time or that they don't like the attitude of the nurse or that they waited too long. Same thing with the doctor's offices. And then you see uh, a medical professional from a nurse to a doctor that got into medicine because they love it and they wanna help the patients. And then year after year, they're dealing with unhappy patients and they're dealing with, potentially change in reimbursement and pay. And I think that if everyone could calm down a little bit, be positive, that medicine as a whole would be so much better and so much more pleasant. And I think that that is something that I see that could be beneficial across the board so that you don't have residents or individuals unhappy about their service or the treatment they're getting that turns into a long day of them now treating other people like that. And the same thing with the nursing staff to be patient and to remember why they got into medicine is to help these individuals. So patience, I think, and kindness can go a long way.
0: I love that. Thanks very much, Mac, for being with us.
1: Bobby, thank you so much for having me.
0: This has been the 10 Minute Health BizCast, broadcasting from Nashville, Tennessee. Thanks for joining us.